Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Great. So. Um, I just came back yesterday from uh, Dubai, and um, oh, my files are not coming up on here, which is not great. Oh, never mind, I'll have to just, oh, have I got one up there? Is that screen working? It's just a pink screen, otherwise I'll look back. If, if we can move through some slides and I'll tell you, oh no, okay, go back, and I'll come on to that in a minute. Great. Um... And it was amazing to be in, in Dubai. I was uh, also in, uh, in, in another city nearby in the United Arab Emirates before that. Um, somebody said to me, did you have a good trip when I came in? And the answer is yes, which is if you look closely, you'll see I've got a bruise all around here and uh, kind of smashed my face a little bit and got a black eye. And that's uh, on Friday, yesterday, I was supposed to be speaking to a whole group of leaders from around the world, various places who were gathering. And uh, I, I pulled up at the hotel, because I didn't have to get there till lunchtime. And as I got there, um, the, the Uber driver set off. And as he did so, I'd, I'd have my bag and I was walking in. And I suddenly thought, you know, you do the, got my phone. Where's my phone? Phone's in the Uber. So uh, I, I was like chased after the guy, but he'd gone. So then I thought, well, I, I, can, I know I'll, I've been here before. I can head him off at the passive. I can run across the car park. So I went around, and it was my Tom Cruise moment, running in a hotel in Dubai, running fast, you know, just as fast as I could. And, um, and then I went into this dark underground car park, and then I saw the taxi, and I thought, all I need is another burst of speed, and then I'll definitely be able to catch him. And I didn't, and I was looking there, and I didn't look here where there happened to be one of those, like, there's like these metal railing spike things there across and straight into it. So I've got a little cut on my leg. But then I went, literally, it was not Tom Cruise. It was more like Laurel and Hardy or something. It was, I went, bang, Tom Bruise, yes. And uh, right on my head. Thank you, Tim. Gone but not forgotten. So <laughs> I was there, <laughs> laid out, and uh, anyway, got a long story short, I did manage to get the phone back, um, but, and, I, and it all swelled up, but then ice and prayer. But I, it made me think, you know, I'm grateful because we, I did ask people, to let, put it on the, on, the no, on the notices and everything, please pray for me while I'm away. And you go out to these places, and you're dealing with spiritual forces, you know? And somebody didn't want me to give a talk that night, to all these hundreds of leaders that had come from, you know, from, I was the whole table full of people from Aleppo in Syria, people from China, people from Hong Kong, people from Iran, people from Iraq, people from Saudi Arabia, people from places you're not supposed to do church. People in Dubai where you're not allowed to really have a house group, more than eight people, it's illegal. You can, everything has to, they, the church that I was in was meeting in a hotel and every three months they have to reapply for permission to meet. 
You know, we, we have all, all these, rest, these restrictions in place that we might think at some point, oh, it's a bit of an annoyance, compared to what when you talk with these people. But what, what an amazing privilege to be there. So I'm grateful for your prayer. And I want to talk about that a little bit because I'm aware that over the years I've gone and I've at times been involved with various things and, and spoke. And, you might, and sometimes it can seem like, well, Anthony, he likes leading ivy, but he has itchy feet and he goes off and does things. And that's Anthony's stuff. And then we have Ivy, and we like it when Anthony comes back, because then Anthony does Ivy. Well, I hope you do. Um, <laughs> um, but he also, you know, he goes away and he does this other stuff. And what I wanted to help you to see tonight, if I can, is that this is that. that this is all part of that. This isn't like I go over there and do that. This is us. This is part of Ivy. This is all connected in terms of what we're doing. And that, really, as we're starting to think about this year, the year of transformation and the, the future vision of the church, don't go too small. Don't go thinking of it as just the local church gathering and the things that we're doing, all those kind of things. It's like way, it's way too small of a vision because God's, God's vision is for the world and how he wants to impact the world. And, uh, and again, the thing I've got connected to now, living on the edge, just one of the ways in which I'm connected, they've trained 170,000 leaders in the last two years in 28 languages, getting their resources out. And I've, by the favour and grace of God, by doing a sabbatical, i.e. doing nothing and getting a phone call and being invited into it, I've now become one of their people who's teaching and, and connecting in with some of these leaders in some of these amazing places. And at the end of it, one of the last conversations, I was a guy saying, can you please, we need this teaching, will you come to Beirut? And I'm like, I'll have to pray about that one. Because, you know, you realise these people are living there, you know, in these war-torn places. And they're just, you know, one guy saying, I don't really need electricity as long as I can tell people about Jesus. You know, I'm like, I think I need electricity. It's just... Very humbling to have those kind of connections. But in the end, the job of whatever else we do, and we thank God for tonight, we've heard a few of these things already, it, wherever we are and whatever we do, it's about making disciples who make disciples for Jesus. It's about fulfilling in our lifetime as best we can, doing what we can to be part of that great commission, the dream of Jesus Christ, that people would go into all the nations and make disciples of all nations, and it would teach them to obey everything that he's commanded that he baptized them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And for us to be part of that amazing worldwide thing that he's doing right now in this time is, is, is quite amazing. And, and some years ago, I saw, um, saw, I saw a meme on Facebook, and uh, it was like, how, how, do you, how does the church do that? And, and it was saying, the church tends to do it like this, that you grab a load of people and you hope they come in, and then some of them become disciples, and they get kind of poured out on the world. And this was the picture. And then they said, Jesus' way of doing it. It was contrast. That he got like a few, 12, and that he poured into them, and then he sent them out to the world. And uh, I looked at it, and I thought, oh, you're very clever. But it annoyed me. It was like, I just think, I'm not sure. I think that's a bit simplistic. And it's a bit either or. I don't know about, I'm a, I'm a both and. I'm a both and kind of a person. I'm not an either one. I think, I think God is too. And, you know, by the way, this is not to scale. <laughs> Do you know why? Because God's way bigger. You know, get the perspective. God's way bigger. This is not to scale. Okay. Uh, Louise, could you be the globe holder, please? Thank you very much. So what I thought was, 
why don't you instead do that? You know, you get everybody can come in, whosoever will may come, Jesus said, everybody can come in, and then you have a system, you have a processes, you have something that makes disciples who make disciples, and then they get poured out on the world. Yeah? If we can get something going like that, maybe we can see the world really change for Jesus. So people come, and anybody can come. People who don't know God, they come and they connect into something, and they're just welcomed, and they're loved. Maybe in the cafe, over at Cheadle Hume, they come and they're connected, and then they meet somebody, and they, they get challenged, they get interested, they get, they get loved, and they maybe take a knowing, growing, going leaflet out with them, and they start to read it, and then they come along perhaps to one of the other things we do, like a Sunday service, because the church isn't just about the Sunday service, and then they go through these different things, and they do the discipleship pathway, and etc., etc., and then these people end up being world changers themselves. You know, you look at Tim, just talked about what happened with him with Tim Tim comes he connected years ago into something that Ivy was doing that God was doing through Ivy and and then through that he's not just you know received he's given away he's been poured out into the world in so many places and there's other people I could look around the, the room and see those people in those places that God wants to bring in turn around and send out and that's really what this is about thank you Louise so as I, as I did that, I kind of thought, well, let's think about the, the funnel and let's kind of look at how the Ivy Church system could look like a funnel. Because we start out with anybody being able to come in at the top of the funnel and we just want to welcome everybody, don't we? People of any background, any wherever they are, you know, history, languages and whatever we can, we just want people to come, you know, refugees and people from different races and you name it, everybody can come. It's the most exclusive religion in the world, Christianity, isn't it? Sorry, the most inclusive, inclusive. <laughs> no, it's also the most exclusive because there's only one way. Yeah, it's radically inclusive and radically exclusive. Anybody can come to Jesus and he's the way, Yeah. So, people come, radically inclusive. But by the way, you notice, what's the funnel? You see, there's, there's, the way God does things in the world, the way that the Holy Spirit now is poured out upon the world, there's flow of the Holy Spirit, but there's also structure in place. There has to be some kind of structure that is in place, and that's really what we're trying to present, is some structure. So, really important are the sides of the funnel. What are the sides of the funnel? Well, you'll notice in there that we've got central support, which would include people like Catherine and Ruth and Mike, who, who help put the sides in. People like me, whatever I do, and the elders form the sides, the, the, the structures. You might not see the sides. You'd feel it if they weren't there. You'd know if they weren't there, if it was totally anybody gets to do whatever they want to do. If nobody really looked after the money well. If nobody was going to get up and talk about the budget and what we were going to do. If we all just said, we're just going to be led by the Spirit, we think, this year, in terms of what we do with your money. You might want to reconsider your giving. You know, we, we have structures in place for HR, for recruitment, for health and safety. 
You know, we have all these things that are in place, and we have similar setups, and you're going to hear about that as well for the things that we're involved in for Lady Bridge Connect. And we have people that are involved there who provide the sides, the structures to be able to help it all to be able to come through, who are part of the, the funnel. And also on the inside of the funnel, there's some values about, well, what does it mean to be a supernatural community that's all about Jesus? We've done a series on this. It's not just a series. The early church, which we're trying to replicate in some way, was all about the word and worship of one another. It was wonders took place. And the way that they dealt with their wealth was changed as a result of it. So these are the, the values that we are held to that hold us together as a church. So somebody comes in, a little arrow at the top, they hear about this supernatural community that's all about Jesus. What's that about? Well, knowing, growing, going, and I am talking about it as a course. We want to encourage everybody. Why don't you do this knowing, growing, going course? So you're going to know that you know God through Jesus Christ. You're going to know how to grow, which is in love and service. And then you can go and you can share your story with somebody else so that they can find him too. What's your life like? BC, JC, AD. Now, if you've never done that course, I encourage you to do so. I actually encourage you to pray, Lord, help me find somebody, one of these people that's looking to find you, and do this three-week course with them. It's really easy. Anybody can do it. That's how we've designed it. So that they can find Jesus. And you will grow by helping them to find Jesus. I wonder how many people in the room have been a Christian and you've heard the gospel so many times in your life, but you've never shared it with anybody else. That's annoying, isn't it? How many of us have kept it to ourselves and not shared it with somebody else? It's, it's easy. You could do the Knowing, Growing, Going course with somebody who's like, even if they know, what do you mean, Knowing, Growing, what do you mean, what do you mean, God? Do this. Would it be worth three hours of your life Three meetings with me, we'll sit and have a coffee, and by the end of it, you'll hopefully have got some answers to your questions. They'll also have read through the whole of John's Gospel, which is more than a lot of Christians have done. Knowing, growing, going. The next stage of the filtration system that people come through is the discipleship pathway, which we also have some people on staff team who are involved in helping, but you'll notice that each one of them, it's not just a person, it's a circle. The idea is it's a table of people who've got a heart, who've got a passion for discover, for helping people to discover Jesus. And that includes, by the way, if you're thinking, well, what goes into discover, it isn't just doing courses and those kind of things. It's things like the website. The amount of money that we spend on the website, if you look at the budget, you might think, oh, it seems like a lot of money. It's massively evangelistic. If you look at our website, if you look at our website, I don't know when the last time you looked at our website, it's not for you if you're a general member of Ivy. Most of it really isn't for you. It's for them. Because when they're looking for God and they're looking to find Ivy, the first place they look, like anywhere else, is the website. So all that stuff that Dan does, all the things that look good, are all part of helping somebody to discover Jesus. Deliver... We want them to not just find out about him, but to be set free. And again, we've got various ministries, CAP, etc., that help people to be set free. We've heard about freedom in Christ. I won't go through all of these. Devote, we want them, the, the, the people who are delivered, devote themselves to Jesus. And then the devoted get developed. And then everybody gets deployed. And then what's the next step on from that? Well, we've incorporated recently this practice, which I connected to through Living on the Edge. Bio, we know about that, living before God daily, in community weekly, 
on mission continually. Is this getting familiar? We don't just make, we don't just, by the way, hope you see, prayerfully, we think about this stuff of how to grow disciples who make disciples. We don't just get up and preach the first thing that we thought that week. We're actually trying to do some things that will help people to find their way back to God, to grow, and then to help other people to connect with him too. Next stage is that people become supernatural followers of Jesus. Romans 12. Is that familiar? Hope so, if you've been coming the last few weeks. There's some markers, measurable, biblical markers of what it is to be a disciple. Jen's even got a rap for it. Is he ready? Is she ready now? Come on then, let's get her up. Come on. Yes, 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 yes. Quick, quick, quick. We have to go straight into it. I know you've got little legs. Get your little stepladder to get you up here. Here we go. So this is the Romans 12 rap by Jen. Now this is a story all about how God flips our life and turns it upside down. I'd like to take a minute, stand up and prepare. We're going to go for transformation through faith, action and prayer. You ready? You know this. You know the actions? First we surrender to God and then the world we separate and then we sober self-assess, stay humble yet great and then we step out, stretch out, serve in love. When times get hard we get a strength from God above. Oh. Anchor. Yes, 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 yes. Now you don't get that at every annual general meeting, I can assure you. But from there, you get supernatural followers of Jesus who then go and help there to be more supernatural communities that are all about Jesus. Small, medium, large, multiplying in different places, in offices, in factories, in, where, in homes and in church buildings and wherever you're getting people gathering and you end up with stuff that smells like church and looks like church eventually, maybe. But it's all about Jesus. So that's the, first, that's the funnel. But it isn't done there yet because it's meant to pour out from there onto the world in ever-increasing circles. But it has a place to land, which is here. And then it's like, the way I picture it landing on the world is like, Poosh. So God pours out his grace upon us. Pours out his Holy Spirit into us. He gives us his word and he directs us. He leads us. He calls us in. He equips us. Our job is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Anybody who works here, it's not to do the ministry, it's to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Pour it out. You're part of that. You know, as, you, as, you, as, you, as you're part of this, you're part of that. And then it lands right here in Manchester. It lands in Didsbury. It lands in Shido Hume. It lands wherever else the Lord opens up doors for us. And, you know, the reason we're in Shido Hume is because some years ago, when we came out of um, the, the cinema, I said... Please look and pray if there's other places you think God might open up for us to be in other places. And a guy called Dave Clark one day came to me and said, well, I've had this funny idea about a cricket club and lacrosse club near us. So maybe God will speak to you if your eyes are open, your heart's open to direct us into other places because he wants to pour out upon the world. But it starts locally. So next one, please. Next slide. 
it's with Ivy Church becoming an apostolic resource centre, I met with a guy who runs Old Trafford. He, owns the, he runs the whole buildings and everything of it, and he's expanding it. And uh, I was meeting him for lunch. And, I, and he just said, he's like a prophetic Christian. And he said to me, I've got this word, ark. I think Ivy's meant to be an ark. And I said, okay. And, but then he said, not like you normally spell it, an apostolic resource centre. I'm going to talk about it on Tuesday here. People are welcome to come along and, and join with us. But it starts as being an apostolic resource centre. I haven't got time to explain all of what that looks like. But the idea is that you know, we're sent people and we go and make a difference in the world in ever-increasing circles in different ways. So, so what does that look like? Well, we've, got, we've always been this in some ways. Next one, please. We've had mission partners. That's been mentioned already. From its outset, Ivy has been ascending church. You know, you can look at the old history books and you can see, you know, the first Ivy missionaries. There's pictures of them upstairs sent to China. This guy who's dressed like the Chinese people dressed at the time to go and be sent and, and connect out there missionally. And, and we've, you know, Ivy's always been a, ch- a church with mission partners who were sent to the world. And we want to, you know, we, 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 we connect with them, we encourage them, we, we stay connected to them, we receive prayer, we give and receive so much from mission partners. So, so that's a part of it, but it's, it's not all that we're talking about, about being apostolic resource centre, because the next part is here in the city, right here in the city, because you know, we're going to go city and then we're going to go wider than that. Next one, please. Connections in the city. We do Ivy Central. That, when we do it, it's not just a prayer night. It's not a worship night. It can incorporate those things. It's, it's, I believe it's, it's like the, the place where God very often gives us directional words for the future of the church. You look back over it, most of the big directional words for the church over the years, in recent years anyway, have come from those Ivy Central meetings, whether it's been by me or by somebody else who's come in and spoken prophetically to direct us and guide us into the life of the church. It's very important. Greater Manchester Prayer, I'm one of the people that's involved, just a handful of us in shaping those. I think they're really important. I'd encourage you to go along. At one point, it kind of drifted a bit towards being, between you and me, like a bit of a too message promotional. It's not that anymore. It's prayer for the city. It's crying out to God together with other churches for revival in our city please start to come along to them there's, there's just a few of them in, in the uh, in, in the in the year and they are brilliant and please come along and, and, and pray for together because God loves unity doesn't he Jesus says that the unity and that unified prayer is what's going to really make a difference it's not just we can't do it Ivy on our own God doesn't want us to do it on our own there's one church in the city and it's not just us it's the Church of Jesus Christ that we are part of. Greater Manchester Prayer is an expression of that. On Tuesday, we're starting some pretty regularly monthly meetings called ARC Training Mornings. I'm going to talk on Tuesday about what it means to be a, an apostolic resource centre. I'm going to be looking at the very first one, I believe, that was in Acts chapter 19 in, the, in Ephesus and what that looked like. And, and you're welcome to come along for some teaching yourself because the thing with an apostolic resource centre is it grows Christians. It grows believers into disciples who go and make a difference. It isn't just leaders, although leaders can come, because the idea is we're all actually led by Jesus. And as you're led by Jesus, people will follow. So come along if you want to Tuesday morning, join in. So that's here in the city. Just, this is just some of the things. Obviously, I can't cover everything. National. Well, what are some of the national things that we are involved in and have been involved in? Next one, please. Launch. It's been going for years, seven or eight years now. It, we punch above our weight. We have people who come from all over the world to be part of this thing called launch. Have you been? 
Some people have been. It's encouraging to be there, to come and to serve. We're so grateful for people who come and are part of that. And whether you, you can, you know, get this year we're just going to do launch one days, and there's one going to be very soon at the message. And if you can possibly join us, come along. It's on a Saturday. I'd rather you were there than other churches, to be honest with you. Can I tell them that? Don't, you know, cut that out. Because really what happens here is what's going to be the catalyst for other places. And we've got one of the main teachers from the States, the guy who, who basically Rick Warren used to send, if he couldn't go anywhere in the world, his substitute. He'd say, I can't come, I'm sending Pastor Dave. And Dave would come, and he's brilliant. And he's coming speaking at that. Um, and and uh, so keep your eyes open and book in for that. Um, and Movement Leaders Collective, oh, sorry, Mission 24 is what we just heard about before, Jonathan Conrath. We are connecting with Jonathan. I'm going speaking for him this week uh, down in Leicester. We're gonna, I'm going to do an, another couple of things with him because I just felt like a real synergy when he came. When I was praying, what does it mean to be a supernatural community that's all about Jesus? The name that came to mind was Ask Jonathan Conrath. He came. It was brilliant. So as well as this week, I'm connecting with him. A guy called Jonathan Olietti was teaching together, which is quite amazing. And then we're looking at from September, we're going to run Jonathan Conrath's Mission 24 training from here. We're going to have that happening from here. Uh, they're in Cardiff, they're in Dudley, they're in Leicester, they're in a few other places. And he said when he was up here, I really believe that we're supposed to do one in the north. And could we do it here with you? And I was like, mm. So we prayed about it, didn't we, Catherine? We did. We didn't just rush it. And the answer is... Come on! So from September, again, opportunity to do that practical teaching, miracles, signs and wonders. Movement Leaders Collective, that's another thing I'm involved with, which is some people signed up for. It didn't quite happen post-launch, but doing, that's more online stuff. So there are some national things. What else is there? Global. Well, I've already, I'm kind of finishing where I started in some ways. We can put a few more of those on. Living on the edge. I didn't go looking for it. It wasn't like something I was thinking. When the guy rang me and said, you know, I'd like you to get involved and, you know, come and be one of our teachers and we'll fly out to the States, give you some teaching, then we'd like to use it. I was like, oh, okay, what, for the UK? No, for the Middle East. I'm like, I've got to be honest. What? You know, but I have prayed, Lord, I'll go where you want and I'll do what you want. That's a dangerous prayer. You know, that's the kind of prayer that gets you in places that you never even prayed to be. Yeah, I'll go where you want and I'll do what you want. I'm grateful, like somebody like Steve Hawes, who was obviously praying that prayer too, because he came with me on one of those. But what about you? Where are the places God might call you if you prayed as part of this? Lord, I want to be part of that funnel. Pour it out. Put your hands out. Should we pray it? Don't pray if you don't mean it. He'll do it. Lord. Lord. I'll go where you want. I'll do what you want. When you want. Where you want. Lead me. Guide me. Provide for me. Protect me. Make me dangerous. For your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. I can see a few people praying like that. Oh, honestly, that was quite interesting. When I looked around, I got to see some of the faces like, I don't want to pray it, Lord. 
<laughs> yeah, did. And then, yeah, there's other things too. Right now, media, books and resources. The things that we're doing, you see, when I'm in Aleppo, when I'm talking to somebody from Aleppo, Hong Kong, all across the UAE, Iraq, Philippines, Malaysia, and they're coming, I'm telling them about you. I'm telling them about here. I'm showing pictures of Lady Bridge Connect. They're writing down the details about what's happening here to inform them for their mission. It's amazing. You are, look at the person next to you and say, you're a guinea pig. Because <laughs> we are. Because you know, the thing is, I'm not some consultant who's just going around telling people about stuff that we're not doing. We're doing it. We're living it. We're having a go. I'm talking to them about Romans 12. I'm talking to them about bio. I'm talking about, and I'm like, you know, this isn't just good for them. This is what we're trying to live out ourselves. And as we do that, Hallelujah. Amen. Should we pray? Yes, Lord, we thank you that we, each one of us gets to be a part of something so much bigger than we could ever ask, dream, or even imagine when we connect to you. Lord, that you're still looking, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth that you may show himself strong in support of those whose hearts are devoted to him. And I thank you, Lord, for brilliant people in this church whose hearts are there for you. People who will step up and serve, Lord, locally, regionally, nationally, internationally, Lord. And thank you for the great adventure it is to follow you, Lord Jesus, in your mission to reach this world for your glory and in your name. Amen. Thank you.